Advice and opinions given on the Sedated Therapist podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for treatment or consultation with a mental health professional. First of all, let's talk about your snap frame. <laughs> Come get down and pick up your feelings. Hey, friend. <laughs> Hi, friend. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sedated Therapist Podcast. This is episode number two. Dos. I am Dr. Amanda Nicholson, licensed marriage and family therapist, sex therapist, and I am here with the magnificent, beautiful chocolate. Tell them who you are. I am Mayamo Amy. Oh, Spanish. <laughs> I am Amy Gasket, LMFT. I am here with the doctor. I like when she says, well, I say it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Amy Gasket here, LMFT, main focus and specialization in anxiety. Nice. Uh, I guess I should say what mine is, huh? I mean, if you want to. Yeah. Uh, my specialization is in, I almost forgot, is in sexuality and spirituality, yeah. mainly among the beautiful black women of this world. Yes. Yes. So before we get into it, how you doing today, friend? Friend? <laughs> friend. Okay, friend. Okay. Tell us the truth, friend. Let me feel it. I'm doing okay. Okay. I'm doing okay. I just had to take a deep breath and see where it was in me. But I'm doing okay. I think that um, things are good. Things aren't bad. I think things are exactly where they should be. And I'm just figuring them out. I like that. And what about you, boo? I am not okay, mm-hmm. but today is a good day. That's good. If that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah I'm not doing, yeah, I'm not doing okay. Yeah. I'm not doing okay. I don't know. I'm not okay. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Um, but today is a good day. Yeah. Yeah, today's good. So, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think I started sharing this with more people, especially since last year. Mm-hmm. Um, how's the moment going? Ooh. I think we want to generalize the whole day. Like, how you doing in life? Like, that can be so many different things because there's so many different things happening. But how's your moment, like, right now where you are? How is that going? That makes sense. Yeah. And it does because I think I've started doing that. I'm like, overall, yeah, I'm fine or I'm great. Life overall is fine. Sure. It's good. Things are going the way. I've kind of always imagined them. Sure. But like today or in this moment, I'm not okay. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that might be a little tip for you for our lovely listeners and friends. Yeah. Like what if you ask started asking your friends, how your how's this moment right now? How are things going for you right now in this moment? And I think that can also lessen the blow of getting the uh dump of Girl, this week, or man, this week, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just bring it down to the moment. Because 
that's the only thing that we really can deal with in the first place. You know, things have already passed and we can't deal with the things that are in the future. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's good because sometimes you never know what you're going to get when somebody, when you ask, how are you doing today? Yeah. Or how are you? You never know what you're going to like ever going to get. So how are you doing in this moment? And yeah, you still probably don't know where you're going to get this at all. But. Asking somebody how they're doing overall. Oh, maybe a big dump. Yeah. Versus like a mini, like, oh, in this moment, I'm doing X, Y, Z. Thanks for checking in or, Mm -hmm. you know, so I like that. How are you doing in this moment? Yeah. I like that. It's nice. I just had a thought. Okay. How do you, um, and I guess this is also coming off of um, clients, because now I'm thinking about the weather and how things are just kind of shifting around. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself like, like, have you identified what mood is your better mood throughout the four seasons? Well, I feel like Georgia gets like 16 of them. But does your do you notice that your mood changes at, with the weather? And do you account for that? I don't account for it. I think my, I don't know. I, you probably can tell me, but I can tell myself because you're my friend. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think now, so I think you and Boo would probably be, or and uh, other best friend, yeah, would probably be able to tell me better. Um, but I think my mood is generally the same, right? Yeah, throughout the year. Um, I think I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it is. I don't notice a big shift. Yeah, in my mood as the seasons change. change. I know there's a shift in my sleep. Oh, patterns. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But not <laughs> in my mood generally. Uh, so I can't really answer that question because I don't know. Yeah, I think I noticed. And maybe with the panorama pan- pandemic, mm-hmm. it kind of um, it definitely has shifted things. But I think I just started paying more attention to it, especially like coming out of cold weather. And then now it's kind of getting warm. And then I'm thinking about how excited I get about the possibilities of travel in the warmer months. Because mm-hmm. I love a travel. Maybe that's why my mood don't change because I'm not as rich as you. So I can't get First, excited about oh, wow. traveling because <laughs> I just can't do it up like you. So you I'm, just a, I'm just the same throughout the year because... You can, friend. The, the life is just... <laughs> Friend. Going through the motions. <laughs> Friend, you can. <sighs> okay. Let's not start there <laughs> today. We will go back and forth about who's the richest. And if you want to call that manifestation, then absolutely. Yes, I, all day long. Um, doctor, you rich. And Amy, you rich. Okay. I'm trying to get Amy to become a doctor, but she not. Um. She gets hooked and then she back off. I'll be like, let me wiggle off this hook. Yeah. <laughs> let me wiggle off this hook. So at this point, I'm just, I'm not giving up, but <laughs> I think I should give up. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> A part of me was like, yes, please give up. But another part is like, I love the encouragement because I think at least it lets me know I'm definitely going to have the support if, when, if, when. And then also, it's a separation of if I could do it and if I can't do it. 
<sighs> I know I can do it because I'm. She just, could do it. It's if I want to do it. She just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But I don't blame you. And I'm going to say this real quick before we shift. Yeah. This is the advice that I give everybody. And Amy has heard this advice a million times. Yeah. If you go get a PhD, think about, or any level of doctorate degree. Yeah. Think about why. Yeah. You want to go get it. Yeah. Is it just because you want to be called a doctor? Right. I don't think the, after going through it, I'm not sure if the headache is worth just right. calling yourself a doctor. Yeah. Or are you, do you want to do the research? Are you going to plan to use that research in right. the future? Or can you do that without getting a doctorate? Right. Like, do you want to be an academic? Yeah. Like, how important is that doctorate to your field? And do you want to give up the next five years of your life to do it? Absolutely. I think the, so, the yeah. grind is different if you just want to be called a doctor versus yeah. this. Once I get to this research and, you know, things from here, A, B, and C. So, And I've been told that by another person who um, I trust. Yeah. Um, and has gotten her doctorate as well. And she spoke that too. She was like, okay, so, but do you want it? Or do you want mm-hmm. it just for the accomplishment? And some people do want it just for the accomplishment. Which some, is cool. Right. Now, you're going to have your reason. It's just know why. Know your why. Yeah. Like most things that you do in life. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. And oh my. If you can choose the crown, would you pick the heavy crown? Yeah. The little poofy hat is heavy. I mean, it's not really heavy, but in theory, uh, it's heavy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. Carries a lot of weight. What is it even called? Does anybody know what the poofy hat's called? I don't know. So. <laughs> um, you I don't should know. know. You don't know I don't know what it's called. I just okay, always so. called it a poofy hat. Okay. So, so while we. While you look that up, I'm going to go. I'm going to check in with, the, with our friends with the homework. I'm going to look it up, y'all. So, friends. Last episode, we gave you all homework. And if you didn't check last episode, then you need to go back. What are you doing with your life? I don't know. You don't have to tell me right now, but just go back and listen. So the homework was about grind culture. And what it was, we wanted you to check in with all facets of your life and see where the grind is, where you putting the most of your grind at in your life, and if you need to spread that thing out, okay? So we... Won't be able to hear your answers, of course, but I hope you did your homework. I hope you got some really great insight about where you are putting the most of the grind. I hope you were even able to figure out how to insert a little bit of relaxation, some rest, okay? Um, Amanda, would you, do you have something to add about this homework? Um, no, that's good. Yeah? Yeah. So... Please do your homework. We're not just up here um, bumping gums just for the heck of it, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, do the homework. I think it's really going to be helpful to you, especially if you're listening in. These are great tips and tricks that you can do, and you're not necessarily having to go into the therapy office to get them. So, you know, try them out. See what you come up with. Share with a friend and share the pod. Yeah, that's good. And if you want to know, the name of the poofy hat is called a TAM. TAM. Called a tam. The damn tam. Yeah. Do you want to wear the tam? Heavy is the head that wears the tam. Ooh. Put it on a shirt. Write it down, KB. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> 
All right, so let's jump into this before we run out of time and we get yelled at. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, today. Today, y'all. We want to talk to y'all about being upfront with your therapist. <laughs> I wish I could have just seen my faces. <laughs> we want to talk to y'all about this because. It's so important, and it could save you a lot of time in therapy. Um, so today's topic basically is don't tell your therapist what you think they want to hear. Tell your therapist what they need to know. Yes. And for some reason, even though therapists are non-biased parties um or they try their best to be because everybody is human yeah people go into therapy with like these i'm gonna call it masks so to speak like they go into therapy first of all you've already signed up to come into the office so i'm gonna put it that way because you're here you're here because you're experiencing some type of problem so you don't have to come into the office like you're perfect. Right. And then tell me like all like what you think I want to hear instead of saying like, no, this is what's going on. Because right. I can't help you if you come into my office and everything is fine. Yeah. The thought just came <laughs> to my head. Therapy is for those who might be accepting that they're imperfect. Now, if you're coming in here and you're thinking that you're perfect, you may not need to be here. Right. We know that there's something going on because you showed up. And we're here to be non-judgmental. So I'm not going to say, ooh, dang. That's what's wrong with you. Right. So. <laughs> but proceed. Yeah. And I see this a lot. I always appreciate clients. You know, I appreciate all clients and people who are seeking therapy but I'm more appreciative of the people who are coming there to do the work and yeah. not to play yeah right and because one you're taking up a spot of somebody who really needs yeah. therapists so say if your therapist is all booked up they can't take new people right. and you have come in for whatever particular problem you're having but every time your therapist Asking you questions like, okay, what is it that you want to talk about today? Right. What do you want to do? And you're like, oh, I'm fine. Everything is great. It's like, why are you here? Yeah. Right. Or saying, I'm trying to think, but, you know, confidentiality can be telling out people business. Right. I'm trying to think of an example without using actual people's lives. Um, but do you have, what can we use? But it make, and I want to make sure I'm clear. You wanted an example of... Like, how we could frame this for the audience. Um, I would say, like, an example of this is, and maybe I'll even, I won't say give an example of someone coming in and it's the beginning. Sometimes you're in the middle of, of your treatment, so we are being with your therapist, mm -hmm. and um, we've been working on a topic. Okay. And you come in and you sit down. And so tell me, how, how are things going? You might start off with, oh, things are fine. And the last session, I remember you saying, and maybe this is me as a therapist thinking on the inside. Um, I remember you saying you were having an issue with the topic. And so um, 
you're telling me things are fine, but really things aren't. And it takes 15 minutes to pull out that things aren't. Mm-hmm. And then you really, this is the stuff that you really do want to talk about. Um, and that eats up the opportunity for you to really be vulnerable with yourself in this space to process, dig through, express whatever it is that you want to do um, with this hardship or with this thing that you're fighting with. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for putting it into words. I couldn't get it out. But yeah, Yeah. because I think you're coming to therapy to get help. Yeah. And if you, every session you're coming in, I'm fine. Right. Or we talk about the topic and you're like, no, I've dealt with that. We talked about that last week. I'm done talking about that. Well, obviously, if it's touchy, I'm not done. Right. Processing something else is there. Right. Um. But why are you here? Yeah, I think that, and I think what I tend to do is try to encourage my clients, like have a voice here because right. I want you to, and you and you have permission to, and I want you to give yourself permission to. You can even say like things aren't fine, but I don't know if I'm ready yet to talk about it. Ooh, that's telling me that's not telling me what I want to hear because I don't want to hear that things are fine and I, and I know that there aren't. But when you say that, I'm, you're basically telling me, like, I realize things aren't going well with me, but I don't yet have the words or I'm not yet ready to process. That lets me know where you are so I can better help you. And even if that means I don't help you to the next session, but I have it on my radar to support you and be there. Mm-hmm. And I can prepare you right. to start talking about what it is. Right. right? Especially when we think about therapists who mainly deal with trauma and different things like that so there will be days um where if you are somebody who is dealing with trauma or you know different things like that okay y'all just (laughs) almost sorry (laughs) y'all amy drew got caught in her throat you know when the drink you swallow and it's like oh wait a minute That that is to true. I am drinking the squirt. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I got all serious and I was trying not to laugh, but <laughs> to really back in. Ooh, okay, uh, you know if you're coming in with um, traumas or deep depression and right. different things like that, some days you don't want to talk about right. stuff or you don't have the words. Right. But to say you're fine is. Yeah misleading to yourself right. and to your therapist because if you come in for two or three sessions and say you're fine then i'm thinking okay, okay. it's time to start phasing out right therapies time for you to start coming less often. often so you know if you don't do the homework tell me the truth so we can talk about why you didn't do, right, the homework. Didn't do it and then we're gonna do it we're gonna do the homework in a session yeah so homework will be done there's purpose there is purpose yeah Okay. It's just like when your teacher gives you homework and you don't do it, and we're like, okay, you can make it up. Yeah. We're just going to make it up in session. Right here, right now. Yeah, we're going to do that. I do that with my group all the time. Oh, you didn't do your homework? We're going to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. I get the eyes like, okay, yeah, (laughs) let's start. I had another example that um, um, if your therapist gives you a tool, I don't know if you've had this experience. I'm Mm -hmm. giving you a tool. 
Now, we don't have magical wands. This is not Harry Potter. I am not Harmony. <laughs> okay. Harmon- Harmony. Harmony. Yeah. I'm not. I ain't Harmony, Harmony. or Harmony. <laughs> I'm neither one of those. I don't have a magical wand. Okay. So the things that, the tips and the skills and the things that we ask you to do is for you to try them out in order for us to know what works for you. And if you don't do them, then what? Do you want help? I don't know. So how am I supposed to help? Right. What you doing? So, also, in that same light, for you to come back and say, oh, it worked, but it really didn't because you don't want to tell your therapist that. And maybe you're, I don't know, maybe you're being thoughtful about us and you don't want to hurt our feelings that the suggestion we gave didn't work. But you need to tell us that. We have a toolbox. We got right. We got a toolbox of things that we can give you, but we don't know how to tailor something to you unless you talk to us about it. Have a voice in your therapy session to say, you know what? It didn't work out. Maybe there's something else that you can give me. Because we can. And if we can't, some of us are humble, some of us are humble enough to say, okay, maybe um, let's try a couple of things. And if I'm not working out for you, let me refer you to someone who can help you. But we can't do it if you're just telling us what we want to hear, what you think we want to hear, and not telling us what we need to know. Right. And... I think sometimes going along the lines with that telling us what we want to hear comes like pr- with protecting people too. Yes. Who you want to talk, you want to talk yeah. to them about, it. you want to talk about them in therapy. So like if we ask, how's your relationship with your parent or your sibling? You're like, oh, it's okay. So what do you, okay, what does it's okay mean? Right. Or, oh, it doesn't really, like, what does that mean? And then you go, oh, we have, we have a good relationship. Right. I can tell that there is more there. Right. Right. But it's only so much pushing I'm I'm going to do. So I can't help you because if that relationship or situation is what has brought you to therapy or is a part of the reason that has brought you to therapy and you don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. or you want to make it seem like your life is so perfect or Mm -hmm. everything is fine. If your life is perfect and everything is fine, you don't need to be in the office. Yeah. So it's like you have to tell me what I need to know, what is important. You have to tell us what we need to know and what is important so that, like Amy just said, we can dig in the toolbox. Right. I can't conceptualize a case and put things together. Right. Because I don't think people realize, like, Therapists have to process the process before we can help you process what is going on with you. Like, there is processing we have to do. Right. But if you only give me a little bit. I don't have all the pieces to help. I want to help you. I want to support you. And if you give me all the pieces that I'm able to see what you see from a different perspective. Right. So I can support you and help you. So, this, um, but I guess it will also came to mind. There are people that have trouble being direct and having that voice. So this is a call. This is a, this is a saying you have permission to have a voice here. You have permission to say, even if you say, you know, I have a hard time being very direct. So I might need a little bit of help with that. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling me what I need to know. Yeah. In order to help you. So this isn't saying like people who don't have a voice or who can't keep it real or who are passive don't come to therapy. No, come on in. Yeah. Come on in the room. 
come on in the room and let let us know what your what the barriers are to the way that you are operating your life so that we can support you. Yeah, and I think goes in that vein are doorknob comments. <laughs> At the end of session, we're getting yes. ready to wrap up. Please explain what a doorknob comment is. A doorknob comment is when the session has wrapped up or is getting ready to wrap up. We schedule and res- <laughs> Those different things. And a client goes, oh, yeah, all of this happened. And it's significant. Right. And you're like, oh, we have two minutes left and I have a client outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Don't wait for five minutes to drop the bomb. But, you know, and I think most people do that. Maybe it could be generalizing because they know it's the end. We can't process this because yeah. you got another client outside right. or yeah. I have to go. And But that's not fair to you yeah. or as the client. I would even say some people do that because there are some therapists who take their own agenda first. Ooh, what yeah. the client should be doing. And so some clients... Because they're trusting in that therapist. Okay, I'll take the ride. And then they'll talk about, then they might bring up the, oh, yeah. So, and, I, and I've seen that happen as well. And I'm watching it happen. I've heard of it happening as I talk to other therapists about where they, why they, other clients. Mm-hmm. As I've talked to other clients about why they may have left a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is an experience as well. Which is why I start with. Are there some things that are important to you <laughs> All, to talk always. about today that I can put on the agenda? And if we don't get to it, we can pick up with it the next session. Yes. And I think that's important to when we talk about finding a therapist, asking your therapist like how they feel about having a collaborative environment. Yeah. Because it's your treatment. Right. It's your treatment. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about a conversation that I had with a person and I was asking the question. I was just asking questions like, well, have you gotten this? Have you asked about this? And they were like, is there a therapy handbook I missed out on? And I was like, no, but it's your treatment. You're paying for it. Yeah. So you you need to make sure you are getting out of therapy what you need. So, of course, the therapist is the expert, quote unquote, right. in the room. But who is the expert on your life? You are. You are. Surprise. You know you best. You are. And now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably why a lot of people say what they think their therapist wants to hear because they don't feel like what's going on in the therapy room is a team effort. Yeah. But again, that's why you have to be upfront and honest with your therapist and tell them what they need to know, yes. not just what they want to hear, because we don't want you to waste your money. Yeah. Right. Or your EAP sessions. We don't yeah. want you to waste that. Yeah. We want to make sure that you're getting value out of that. So, yeah. Shoot. I'm type of therapy. Like, that ain't the truth. Can you please? That ain't it. Well, you know what I do? I be like, oh, you tell them the truth. And then I'll sit there and look at you. Yeah. And then that's when people go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say because I get this one. I didn't say because I knew what you was going to say. What was I going to say? Wrong. That ain't what I was going to say. <laughs> but I love it that my clients think that they know me. But you don't. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Let's 
Talk about the clip of the day. The clip of the day. So, for those of you who are new or you didn't catch the first episode, where were you? I don't know what you're doing with your life. (laughs) What we do um, during our, I was going to call this a session, but I guess it is. Uh What we do during our sessions is we look, we look, but y'all listen to clips. Yeah. from popular TV shows and we kind of like pick them apart and yeah. say what we would do yeah. if we were the therapist yeah. for that couple or that family or that individual. So take a second. We're going to play the clip for you all and then we're all going to talk about it. Yeah, so the the clip of choice is coming from the TV show. My you sing like that since last night <laughs> that's because i want the whole neighborhood to know how much i love my man come on over here boy you know what i want yeah that's nice mm. yeah yeah you love me jenny you must love me kissing me this early in the morning especially with my breath kicking like jackie chan <laughs> well i got one for you i know you love me you know how because huh. um you all up on me and i haven't washed my face yet Oh, yeah, well, true that, true that. I wouldn't mind if you scooped that eye booger right out the corner of your eye. Shut up! Yeah. Oh, baby, I'm just playing with you. You know, that's the dope thing about being married. Oh, yeah? We can say anything we want to each other. You know, I'm glad you feel that way, Martin, because I've been meaning to ask you, could you not switch the pillow after you slob it on yours? Slobbering? Please, Jim. Yeah, that's... You the one to be slobbering? That's why every time you wake up, your bottom lip is chapped. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could use a little chapstick, yes. Baby, you may want to try armor roll. Shut up! Don't pray for me, girl. Hey, baby, who was that? Oh, Martin, that was my mother. You would not believe what they did to her hair down at the beauty shop. (laughs) Gina, what I don't believe is how good this breakfast looks, baby. (laughs) I mean, for once, the bacon looks like bacon. The eggs ain't running like Michael Johnson. (laughs) What you do? I got it from a restaurant, Martin. Oh, I knew something was up, Gina. (laughs) What is the problem now, Martin? Gina, you got butter in the jelly. I'm sorry. Go around the butter. Whatever, Gina. Whatever. Who's complaining? What about you? What about me? Mr. Always leaving stuff out of the refrigerator. (laughs) See, that's where you're wrong, Gina. I don't be leaving stuff out, baby. Oh, really? Right. Oh, okay. What about this, huh? Please remember, remember this? Yeah, what about it? I left that out for you. I knew you was gonna want some. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother should have named you Pinocchio, see? Yeah, why is that? <laughs> Cause that's been sitting out for a week. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cold, Jim. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah, well, at least I don't snore. How are you gonna get mad at me for doing something I don't even know I'm doing? Me and the whole damn building know you're doing it. You're keeping us up all night, baby. You know what? I'm not trying to argue with you this morning, okay? Well, you know what? Then as far as I'm concerned, it's squashed. Fine. You know what else you do that I can't stand, Jim? 
What? Is that you leave empty stuff in the refrigerator. I may leave stuff out, but Lisa's full. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm going to work. Okay? I'm, I'm getting out of here because at least they appreciate me. At least they don't eat with their mouths open. Fine, Gina, run off to work. That's why you can't even stay here and have breakfast with me. Whatever. Gina. Don't make no sense. It's gonna run off and get thick, and you gonna run out, huh? <laughs> Two damn drops of milk, Gina. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want nothing to eat. Hmm? All right, friends. So uh, we all know that Martin and Gina's relationship is just Martin crazy. and Gina's <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. So in that clip, as you heard. Mar and Gina were arguing about breakfast. So if you've seen this episode, um, a little bit before that, they had had like this great morning <laughs> before. They was, yeah, lovey-dovey. And then we go into this part of the clip, which I'm assuming would be after like a commercial break or after the introduction of the show. And they are going tit for tat back and forth. But what starts the argument basically is Martin doing his thing, as usual, ragging on Gina about her cooking skills or lack thereof. And then we hear the tit for tat. Um, You going to say something mean to me? I'm going to say something mean to you. So, Amy. So I love a little Martin and Gina, but if I'm thinking about in the therapy room, a couple of things came to mind. And so um, I'm not sure. Well, most people are familiar with love language, the love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the love languages was developed by a person named um, Gary Gottman. All right. And so. Nope. John Gottman. I don't nope. think that's um, the Gottman's. Um, but while you talk to the audience, I got you. I will Google that. Arthur, go ahead. Tell the them your languages. thoughts. Tell them what you think. The love languages is included in the studies with Gottman. I'm yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So excuse me. In the studies with um, Gottman. Go ahead. Amanda. So the five love languages um, is a book by Gary Chapman. Which is where I got Gary from. Can we start that over? Yeah, I can cut in. I can, you want to just start over from summary of the clip? Or after the summary of the clip, the when she say, um, Amy. So, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Come in from there. So, who is, get me together. So, Gary Chapman wrote the book, Five Love Languages. Okay, so I don't even need to talk about him then. Yeah. Okay. Do you need information about mm-hmm. Gary? Okay. Because I'm going to skip right on through that. Okay. Talk about the comments. Okay. So I just start? Okay. So I love Martin. I think they're really uh, interesting uh, series. I think we all just kind of really delve into their relationship. But if I'm thinking from the therapist's perspective, something came to mind, which is, um, Gottman, and it's the type of method that we use to, um, to uh, therapize with couples, and also it can be used with individuals. But what I noticed, um, 
pertain to the way they, they banter back and forth mm-hmm. and contempt, sarcasm, defensiveness, stonewalling. Those are called the four horsemen. Okay. And so as you could kind of hear, as you could hear that, of course, there was criticism going back and forth. Mm-hmm. What you can't do or what you don't do. Uh-uh, you this. Um, the sarcasm, which is the nature of Martin. However, which is, I guess as a therapist, I would dig into, well, where is the line of knowing when sarcasm is welcomed and it's taken um, well and received well? And then where's the line where you know where sarcasm has no place here? Mm. You know? So that was something that I would be curious about um, so that I can understand their relationship because I don't think sarcasm is a bad thing, but when it starts to detour a conversation away from um, loving expression or fun expression, then we have to be conscious of that. So that's something that stood out to me, especially um, with me studying um, Gottman more and taking that and applying that with my couples. Yeah, I think that was really good. Amy gave a very great rundown. Um, What stood out to me, what I would want to dig in as the therapist, if I was seeing the couple, was how Martin complained Um, after Gina did something nice. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So his first thing was, and like we know, it's the show. So, But in real life, because when you think about I know a lot of Martin fans probably going to come for me. Um, Martin, like, wasn't the best partner. No. He wasn't the best partner. So, but I'm going to keep it moving. I have a lot of thoughts on that. I'm going to keep it moving and shaking. So. And don't you come for the doctor. <laughs> my best friend going to beat you up. Please. So, um, she did something nice. And his first thought was, oh, I know you didn't cook this. Mm-hmm. And I would want to explore that more because I could imagine that being a cow. Yeah. The crisis of the week. Yeah. When they walked in the the door. So I would explore that and say, okay, well, what would have been wrong with just saying, oh, baby, this was nice. Yeah. Of you, you know, you make you intentionally got his breakfast yeah wow also getting ready for work so you could be on time yeah. but so that we could spend time together before work sitting down eating a nice breakfast together so for me it's like why start a fight yeah and if you notice to piggyback off of that because i agree with that towards the end when she's leaving out of the house she says i'm going somewhere where at least they appreciate me yes and that right there was in connection to what you're saying, when you hop, when you open your mouth to say, oh, but you need to do this, this, and this. Okay, now I feel a little less appreciated because, no, I can't cook. But what I can do is do a really good, make a really good choice of people who make really good <laughs> breakfast and set it out for you so that you can eat real, eat well with us and spend time together. Right. Which is interesting also because Martin walked out and said, so you don't even want to sit here and eat breakfast with me? No, if your ass is over here talking about what I didn't do and what, and not looking at what I did do. After I got up and went out of my way, and when obviously I have to be at work before you, yes, I went out of my way to make this happen, and that just goes back to what you were saying. Um, I haven't been studying my Godman as much, so I'm not sure which four horsemen this would yeah. fall up under. Maybe 
content. Okay. So um, tell me if I'm wrong, because she better be an expert. So <laughs> because for her to pull out that where I'm appreciated right. shows that I have not been feeling appreciated yeah. by you. Yeah. And this is a time for me to let you know. Yeah. I've been in a passive aggressive type yes, of yeah. way. This is my time to let you know I don't feel appreciated. And you are proving yeah, that point, point. Mm-hmm. by comp- finding things to complain about after I did something nice for you. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Now, of course, y'all, with these points, there's always context to um, these uh, clips. But we're just going off of right here what we see. And as therapists, what we would do in the room with this, if these, if these couples or this person, this individual comes into our room. So leave your thoughts. Somewhere. Somewhere. We'll have somewhere Comments. for you to leave them. You know, <laughs> if you got a little feedback. Because I think it would be cool to hear what y'all think about that. But all in all, we love Gina, we love, we love the drama, and we love Martin. So, but I think that that was an awesome clip. Good choice. Yeah, and if you want to watch the clip, because it's funny, just go on YouTube and type in Martin and Gina argue about breakfast. Right. Yeah. Catch it. So, before we go, of course, we got to give you your homework. Amy, give it to the people. What is their homework for this week? Yes. So, your homework from this week derives from our main topic that we were talking about which was not telling your therapist what they want to hear, tell them what they need to hear. Um, So if you are already in therapy, um, I want you to reflect. I want you to take a moment, and this could be after you um, finish listening to the end of this podcast, Mm -hmm. is to reflect and say, okay, are there moments in therapy where I can be more honest with my therapist so that they can help me? Are there moments where I may have told my therapist what they wanted to hear And I could have done a better job of telling them actually what really is going on so that they can help me. And I would even, if this is the bonus, go into your next therapy session and say, hey, there's some information that you need to know that I need to let I need to let you know about. Um, Can we start there? And can I add something? I, I don't see why not. Okay, and I will also say um, to reflect on if you feel like what you're getting as collaborative between you and your therapist. Do you feel like you are being heard by your therapist or do you feel like you're just going only along with what your therapist is saying? So yeah, that's all I got. Um, I think that's it for this week. So we are out. This is Dr. Amanda. I guess I'll say it for her and Amy. I thought she was going to say Nicholson. <laughs> and Amy. <laughs> and this is Amy on The Sedated Therapist. Make sure that you like, share, subscribe, all those beautiful things on our platform. Um, please also don't forget your doggone homework. Okay. We checking it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Okay.